welcome to Peaceful Ease. We all have the necessary strength and wisdom to solve most of our problems. What we often lack is a quiet space to think clearly and calmly. This podcast is all about tapping into that zone of inner wisdom. My name is Mario Pareca, and I'd like to invite you to join myself and Ela Crane every Monday and Friday. We'll be here to guide you to that endless power and insight within until you learn how to get there and function from there by yourself. This is a journey about being authentic, learning how to trust your instincts, realizing that each and every one of us are not just enough, but also perfect the way we are right now. Hey everyone, Mario Pareca here, and I'm joined by Ela Crane, and we want to welcome you to this episode of the Peaceful Ease podcast. We want to remind you that you can email us, hello at peacefulease.com, and thank you for all of the messages that we've been receiving since we kicked off the podcast. We're super grateful for all of your feedback and input. And also, the Peaceful Ease hotline, you can call us, 424-625-5562 is that number. Any questions, comments, ideas, anything you'd like to share with the show, And if you'd like to have your voice be part of the Peaceful Ease podcast, again, that number 424-625-5562. Hila, how are you today? I'm good. I'm feeling very peaceful. What a surprise, no? (laughs) Peaceful yet energetic, (laughs) right? Yes, that's right. (laughs) That's good. That's a good place to be. And I know that you have a poem that you actually wrote. Yes. And we're going to kick off the show with that because... I think it's just such a great idea. I love the stories and the poems and the works that come from your work because I just think they tie in really good and it's a fun way to learn more about peaceful ease, more about your mission. And you put a lot of insight and thought. And I almost feel like your stories and poems that you write are divinely influenced, which I'm sure they are, because you never just sit down with the intent to create, right? You get inspired. And that's where your creation comes from. Yeah, absolutely. I think everything we do is divinely inspired when it comes to this kind of creative forces. And uh, sometimes things come at the wrong time too. And I'm like, uh, I'm like in the middle of a yoga class right now. Could you go to someone else who could maybe write you down? <laughs> I get that a lot in the shower. <laughs> I get ideas in the shower all the time. And I try to time it. I'm like, if I'm going to get an idea in the shower, please have it be when I'm getting ready to step out so I can get – there are times – When I'll get something, it'll just come to me. I'll jump out. I'll be standing by the sink in the bathroom, typing on my phone with like soap all over my hands, trying to get the idea out. I'm like, I just need to get it down so I don't lose it. But yeah, I I know the feeling. Yeah. And when you have a kind of calmer mind, you notice more and more how creative your mind is. So you notice that so many ideas come. I started to kind of learn how to let go of some because there are so many of them. I could never write that many books. I could never make that many movies. So I'm like, okay, I'm at peace with it now. I will, if I remember, then it's for me. If not, then the idea is passing by because there are so many of them. Yeah. I call it the bridge. Because I think there's a bridge between our conscious and unconscious mind. And our unconscious mind has so much insight and information and all the answers, really. But we can only access it from our conscious mind when we're really calm, like through meditation, 
through yoga class, through showering, when you're really in that calm state, that bridge opens up and those ideas start to come in. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's the way that I like to envision it, how I explained it to myself anyway. Yeah, absolutely. So shall I go ahead with the poem? By all means, I would love to hear it. Okay, let's see. It's called Just Perfect. A boat is moving away from the harbor while it's tied to it, leaving just to come back, like the waves rising just to descend. Something is changing, nothing good, nothing bad. It just is like everything else. The winds are plowing the farmlands, bringing new seeds, creating space to fill, opening up just to close down, breathing in just to breathe out. Something is shifting, nothing big, nothing small, just perfect like everything else. That's it. That was beautiful. Thank you. I really like the part where it just is. Mm -hmm. That's a common theme that you really live by and you really talk about a lot. It's come up a lot in our first few episodes of the Peaceful East podcast. And so I think that that part really speaks when you think about the boat and the imagery and the waves and being tied to the shore. And then it just is. Yeah, correct. I really feel more and more that looking around and seeing everything as it is without judgment or evaluation or worry or fear or expectation or hope is the ultimate freedom. And I aspire to live that way as much as possible and have this freedom within too, where I can feel the feelings I feel and have the thoughts I have and just be at peace with them and just see them as they are. I think for me, expectation is the big one. That's the one that I've had to learn to let go of. And ever since I did and I've actively consciously practiced that, it's made life a lot more enjoyable because it just is. So if you let go of that expectation, I think that allows us to let failure go, that tag, because that's all failure is, is a label. It allows us to let that go. And, you know, if you're really grateful in the moment, not expecting anything, not hoping for anything, but you're just grateful for the moment, what you have, what is here, what is present, just as it is, that's the most powerful person in the world when you're at that place. Expectation is often paired with disappointment. Yeah, absolutely. So if you let go expectation, then you cannot be disappointed because you're just open to whatever is coming. Well, and to piggyback on that too, or to build on that idea, I also think that expectation can be something that holds us back. Because if we expect something specific, maybe there's something better that we're destined for or that is there that could be, mm -hmm. but because we expect that and we focused on specifically that and we push and force our way to that, we get that instead of the other more beautiful scenario. Every goal limits the outcome. That's profound. Yes. <laughs> I believe that. You know, I've said this before on my podcast on 10 Minute Mindset. I say this a lot. I really believe that a core thing that I've had intuitively 
that has helped me be successful or to what I perceive as success is the fact that I'm very focused on what I want. I know what I want to achieve and how I want to do that. So I'm focused on that. But at the same time, simultaneously, I'm completely open to all the possibilities. I'm not afraid to pivot. I'm not afraid to change if I see something that feels right, that is pulling me, that may be something different, that maybe I haven't considered. Because I really believe that from my perspective, I can only see so much. But if I'm open to all the possibilities that the universe holds and where it's guiding me, then there's things I can't see that are so much better than I could ever fathom. And so I'm completely open to that. But at the same time, I believe we have to be putting it in energy. We have to be moving in order to be guided. Mm -hmm. I don't think that the universe will just pick up something standing still and move it. You have to be moving. But then if you allow yourself to be guided, you can end up where you're meant to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely right. And one of the interesting ways that you can release yourself from fear is reducing your hope around anything. I learned this from my teacher again in Scotland, he once told me, no hope, no fear. And I didn't fully register it. It's just I couldn't. I was like, okay, perhaps makes sense, but I didn't completely understand the depth of the saying. Until one day, perhaps a year later, I was in Switzerland and we were hiking with my husband. And there was this bridge, a hanging bridge, and I think it's one of the longest in Europe. We had to cross that. And my husband has a little bit of fear of heights. And this bridge is long. I don't know how long, but very long. and very exposed, like it's in a valley surrounded by mountains. And I remember standing right in the middle of it and kind of leaning forward. And my husband was like, step back, hold on to it. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> and I thought, why are you so afraid? And he was like, oh, because if it breaks, you know, I would be holding onto this rail so I could climb up and I could come back to the cliff. And and I thought, if this breaks, I would just let go. Not because I'm suicidal or I want to die, because I don't think we would make it. We would hit the cliff with such strength. It's like this metal wires everywhere holding the bridge that I think I will just fall. I wouldn't try to fight that or I wouldn't be willing to have that impact on me. And I realized the fact that I thought I wouldn't survive that break if the bridge broke made me fearless. Sounds a bit counterintuitive maybe, but the idea that there was nothing I could do but just trust that it wouldn't break I could just put my hands in my pocket and walk across. And then I remembered no fear, no hope, no fear. And then I thought, okay, if we could have this trust in our surroundings and in ourselves in life, this is how fearless we can be. Yeah. And I think that hope You hear it all the time, right? You hear, you always have to have hope. You always have to have hope as long as you have hope. But I look at it like if you're hoping, like say you're hoping for a better future, 
really what that means is you're not happy with what you have right now. Mm-hmm. And you're not in a place of gratitude. And so if you're hoping for a better future, somewhere in the back of your mind, you're focused on what you don't have right now. Mm-hmm. And that focus is just going to lead to more of what you don't have right now. So if you can take the hope away and focus on the moment right now and find the good in the moment right now, you can create more of that, which over time will compound and lead to the things that you really desire. Mm-hmm. If you're not grateful for what you have right now, I don't think you could cure that perspective by having more. Yeah. I think the cure is learning how to be grateful with whatever. And that doesn't mean, oh, just be grateful and stay there. No, but you can then carry on, continue your journey with a sense of gratitude and lightness and eagerness and curiosity rather than anger and frustration and disappointment. And I think that relates back to your experience on the bridge is the fact that, you know, just to be grateful to be in that moment that you were in right there, that while you were standing there, the moment that you were in, you were safe. Like when you're thinking, what if, what if this breaks? Well, it's not broken right now. So why even think about that? Exactly. I was one with the bridge. I was one with the winds. I was one with the cliff. I was one with the trees below us and uh, the river, the rocks. I could feel everything. I was alive fully. Whereas my husband was experiencing a different reality where scenarios was running in his mind instead of the reality. That's so interesting. Just perspective changes everything. That's it. That's why we can look at the same object and see two different things. Now, what was the title of your poem again? Everything is perfect? No, just perfect. Just perfect. Okay. So what does that mean to you? This poem is the foundation of my work as a coach and also work on myself. And I think it just says, it just indicates an unconditional acceptance for everything. So what that means is... I really believe we are all in essence. We all have limitless potential, but this potential can be a bit cluttered around, so not be so visible. But by clearing the path, you can just express this potential. And that our journeys are not linear, like this is who I am today, and in 10 years' time, I want to be that. In my opinion, our journeys are more circular, meaning we are actually okay today, but we just need to go on a journey to realize that we are okay and appreciate where we are. This may not be our kind of end goal, who we are, where we are today, but I don't think there's an end goal. We just go in greater and greater circles, like a spiral growing and learning and expanding and come back at some point to where we are, not exactly the same spot, but around that, just to appreciate where we've been and to see the difference, like, ah, today I'm a step away from where I used to be. And this has been my experience as a person and as a coach. 
that this journey is circular and it comes back to growth, appreciation, and really being more and more at peace with who you are because your essence is pure and is limitless. So there's nothing to be afraid and there's no need to yearn. It's just a matter of expression and growth. So life in your eyes, again, a lot of people look at it linearly, year by year, month by month, decade by decade. I did that backwards, but you know what I mean? (laughs) And you you look at it as circular, as almost like a cycle, like you go out and then come back, but you come back with more. You don't come back as completely the same, but similar. Yeah. The essence is the same, but the circumstances the places, the people around me, and I change. But there are things that never change. And I've lived my life in these circular phases or forms where I feel like sometimes I squeezed in five lifetimes with the one already, and I'm only 38 now. That's because it was like there was a beginning to one version of me which grew and grew and became a different version of me. And it's like one circle is complete, you know, in that version, the first version. Then I continue the second larger circle around it. It's like, I don't know if you're familiar with map of London, but it's kind of zone A is in the middle, zone B and C and D. It's like I see myself as that. And it's not about denial that, oh, I used to be this person, now I'm different. No, no, no. I own every aspect of myself. I used to be very different when I was a teenager. I mentioned in an episode I was depressed. Also, I was very, very different. I was a different person. I think I was more materialistic. I was lost. I was insecure, self-conscious, questioning, skeptic. But I still own that. That is still me. It doesn't mean that person is disappeared or gone. I own that person saying, hey, I see you and you're fine. You can stay with me. You can stay here as long as you want. I've grown so much that you're just a slice in the cake. And the cake keeps expanding, basically. (laughs) And a cake that keeps expanding is A-OK with me. Yeah. That's great. That's a great way of looking at it. Great imagery, Ela. Great poem. Thank you so much for sharing that. It's a great conversation as always. Is there anything you want to leave listeners with before we sign off today? Sure. How would you interpret your past? What kind of a story would you tell? And how that story would be different if you could see your past and you can see yourself in this circular journey that grows and expands like a spiral instead of I used to be in A, now I'm in B and then next I'm going to be in C rather than this linear layout. What would it be different? And could you see any use in there? And if yes, please let us know. If no, also let us know. I'm curious to hear from you. Absolutely. And you can let us know either via email at hello at peacefulese.com or you can call the Peacefulese hotline at 424-625-5562. Again, that's 
888-888-5562. Give us a call and leave us a message. Let us know your thoughts, your ideas, your questions, anything for Ela, and you have your voice become part of the Peaceful Ease podcast. So Ela, once again, thank you so much for everything. I'm looking forward to speaking with you again soon. Thank you, Mario. And I want to remind everyone you can find more about us at PeacefulEase.com, more about the show, subscribe, all of that good stuff. And we look forward for Ela Crane. I'm Mario Pareca, and we look forward to speaking with you very soon on the very next episode of the Peaceful Ease Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Peaceful Ease Podcast. If this episode resonated with you, please share it with friends and family. Remember, the bigger the support, the more fun the journey becomes. If you'd like to get in touch with Ela, you can reach out to her at PeacefulEase.com. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. Until next time, be kind to yourself.